This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. Well, big changes to your auto insurance take effect today, and they'll be reflected on any renewal notice you get as of today. The theory is that your premiums will become more affordable, though that may or may not be the case, depending on your individual situation. On the other hand, everyone's coverage is going to be lowered. Most notably, we used to get up to $2 million of coverage for catastrophic accidents. Those are the kinds of things no one really likes to think about. As of today, that maximum benefit is cut in half unless you opt to top it up. You'll also be able to customize your coverage with a new menu, but it is going to cost you, of course. I'm on the line with Michael Bratman, chairman of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Libby. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. Okay, so uh, we know about the the main change, which is the cut in the uh, standard benefit for catastrophic accident. Can you tell us a few of the other things that are changing? Uh, sure, I'd be glad to. And, and before I start, Libby, I just want to thank you because we know um, we've got 10 million uh, drivers in Ontario, and we when we do an association survey, we um, only are seeing that 42% of people are aware of these changes. So I, I really thank you, um, you know, the media and AM740 for helping get that word out. Okay. So some of those changes that are occurring as well, and these are positive ones. Um, most people tend to pay their automobile insurance monthly on a, a pre-authorized checking plan. So in the past, uh, there was a 3% service fee for that. That's now reduced to 1.3%. So, is um, that because I think that um, my insurer actually told me that they would charge me eight uh, percent for for a monthly payment plan? Yep, yep. I pay it like I I pay it all in one shot, along with the house insurance and everything. It's a huge bill. So, uh, can I now tell them they can't do that? On your automobile, the most that they can charge for a monthly payment plan is one point three percent. Okay. Uh, so have that conversation for sure. Okay. Uh, and another thing, Libby, that's very positive is that. Um, you know, we all know about sort of the minor fender benders where, you know, I back into you by accident in the parking lot and, you know, we don't want to put it through an insurance. And I say, you know, Libby, can you go get an estimate and, and you know, I'll pay the damage out of pocket. Well, now, um, if they're minor um, at-fault accidents um, and they're less than $2,000 damage per vehicle, insurance companies will no longer be charging for um, that at-fault accident. So that's a positive as well. So what do you mean? So they are now, you can cover them and your premium won't go up? It won't go up for the, you, you sort of have a one get out of jail free uh, card. So you can have one of those um, small at-fault accidents within a three-year period. Okay, so a lot of insurers cover that anyway. Well, there is accident forgiveness. So, you know, this doesn't use that up. So that allows you to save your accident forgiveness for a more significant 
loss that you know you wouldn't be paying out of pocket. So this is really meant um, to cover the the small minor things, and and I think that's a positive because you know we often get as brokers clients calling us saying, oh, you know, Michael, I've had a small accident, I don't want to put it through insurance. What should I do? So this really you know uh, addresses that type of situation. Okay, so the theory behind this is that this was supposed to this was the quid pro quo for lower insurance premiums, but do you know offhand how many people are actually getting a lower insurance premium? It's a great question, Libby. It's still early days because um, the reforms have come through as of June 1st, so we're just sort of seeing (coughs) renewals come through. So um, I'm a broker in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, and, you know, I, I looked at an example thinking that we could have this conversation. So if I've um, look at one of my policyholders that has a, a 2011 Toyota, Toyota Sienna minivan, so an average vehicle. Right. Their previous renewal, um, they were paying $1,706. Right. The new renewal is $1,515. So it's it's about $191 less or about 11% less. Now, back to the first point that you made, which is the key one, and, and the, the thing I want to stress with the listeners today is that you know, the reduction in that uh, catastrophic uh, coverage is pretty key. So to add that back in, it would be $105 a year. So the, this person would still be um, having the renewal uh, with the add it back into, so it's apples to apples, what it was before. It reduced at $1,620. So it's $86 and less less than the last term, about 5% less. Okay, so that's that's one example. I'm going to give the numbers uh, again. I'm on the line with Michael Bratman, who is the chairman of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario. We're talking about the changes to your auto insurance coming today. Uh, we're talking about the new premiums, which are supposed to be lower, but my understanding is they will not be lower for everyone, depending on where you live, how much you drive, what you drive. Um, and... Uh, he was just giving us an example because uh, your coverage is also lowered. And if you add it back in, he took an example of a, of a minivan, a 2011 minivan, which is kind of an average car. So your premium will go down to uh, by 200 bucks. Uh, but if you add back in the same coverage you had before, uh, that will take uh, the, the, the drop uh, you'll only save eighty six bucks, but uh, Michael, there, there, there's suddenly this whole new smorgasbord menu of coverage for you to choose from. So, how do people know what they should get? Uh, yeah, Libby, that's that's the thing that we're concerned of. I'm, I'm the head of our brokers association, and we're really there to be advocates on behalf of our our you know, clients, and we really want to have those meaningful conversations because, um, you know, I'm. I drive an automobile insurance, uh, uh, a car, and, and I don't like to have to pay more than I have to. So, um, you know, I, my concerns are uh, that you know people want to pay the least amount of insurance, and they they tend to take that approach that well, a catastrophic accident will never happen to me. Right. Unfortunately, Libby, you know, we know there are about a thousand catastrophic accidents a year in Ontario. You, know, you described them earlier as you know those, those unpleasant ones where you know you're confined to you know a wheelchair or you, you've um, had um, brain injuries. Um, the best example, Libby, is to sort of say, okay, now that you have a million dollars of catastrophic coverage, what what does that mean? How does that play out? So, if I had a full time attendant uh, care person to look after me. I would be paying about $6,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Within 13 years, that million dollars, which sounds like a lot of money, is gone. 
So um, what's going to happen to me um, in 13 years? Who's going to look after me? Or you know, if, if I had a loved one in that situation, it's the, the things we don't like to think about. But you know, the example I used that you, know, you can buy that coverage back up for you know, $105, um, I think that's, that's pretty important. So that's really what I'd, I'd want to get across to your listeners is that um, you know, even though you want to um, you know, maintain or have affordable coverage, you know, for eight dollars and seventy-five cents a month, so you know, like two cups of coffee a month, you buy back to what you had before. So, um, with these new changes, it, it does allow uh, the consumer to have options to, to purchase coverage. But um, you know, back to your point, um, they need to have a meaningful conversation with you know their insurance broker who can provide them with this this level of information so that they can make a formed decision. Okay. Uh, challenges we know uh, most people just kind of renew their policy and, and don't have those conversations. Right. Okay. So uh, let me give out the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about the new car insurance re- regime. Yeah, you probably will get some lower premiums, but it's also lowering your coverage. And then you have to add the coverage back in. You have to make sure to do that if you want to be covered, and that's going to bring your premiums up again, maybe not all the way. And then there's a smorgasbord. So uh, I'm on the line with Michael Bratman, chairman of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario. So if you have questions, he's right here. We're going to take a call from Marion in Etobicoke. Hi, Marion. Hi there. Michael, um, could you please tell me if your insurance is prepaid for the year and I consider that a contract. Is the original contract honored until our next insurance comes due? Marion, that's a great question, and that's certainly something that we, we don't want people to sort of panic because it's, it's June 1st. So you will continue on the, you know, the previous, you know, which had a, a higher accident benefit level, until your policy renews. Okay. So, and, you know, and Michael, thank you for answering that question so clearly. But just a comment, please. And, you know, you hide things, you give things, and, you know, you talk about the cost of paying monthly being reduced to 1.3. It wasn't long ago when you paid for the year you got a discount. So let's talk um, truly here, please. Well, you know what, Marion? You know, that's ringing a bell because I I think that when I was told that I would have to pay 8% more to pay monthly rather than handling like this huge bill, it's it's over $5,000 with the house and everything, um, I I sort of said that interest rate is a little crazy. And and I think they said actually um, when you pay it once, it's a discount. (laughs) So there you go. what I don't like. I mean, I realize we all need insurance and costs out there are hitting the insurance company the same as they're hitting us. But golly, I'd like a little more openness and honesty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Mary. And it's really, you know, we as brokers are, are advocates on behalf of, of the uh, consumer. We, we want that too. So, and, and you know, all of Michael, these- you're a good businessman. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Thank you, Mary. And good point with the, uh, you know, letting people know that they don't need to uh, change their uh, coverage until the renewal comes up. Thank you for bringing that forward. Okay. Uh, and just before uh, we go, Michael, because we have another uh, very interesting guest here. Um, uh, there are other things like you can top up your coverage for non-catastrophic 
accidents. I mean, for instance, there's a certain limit on coverage for uh, paramedical things like chiropractors and, and physio, which are things that you need if you get um, in an accident. So how can you top up those things? And, and also, um, what is the burden of proof? I mean, if I say, um, okay, I got some, some whiplash and I need to see the chiropractor three times a week, is it? do I just submit my receipts or is there some guy who's going to say, your neck looks fine to me? <laughs> yeah, a great question. If I take that in two parts, Libby, first of all, the um, in the past you had um, eighty-six thousand dollars of, of coverage for that. That reduces to sixty-five thousand. Right. Uh, under the new, so we're talking non-catastrophic. So non-catastrophic are those things that you know, broken bones, as you said, whiplash, things that aren't going to change our life, but they're going to make us uncomfortable for a few months. Right. Um, you can top that up to the highest limit now of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for an additional forty dollars a year. So. Again, I think that's a reasonable amount, um, and you know anything like that that you know you, you would be deal- dealing with your adjuster that would approve that. But you know those are, are fairly standard, um, you know coverages that uh, you know, treatments for physiotherapy and, and you know those types of things. You know I, I wouldn't think um, you know, you'd get into any um, you know tricky situations there. And, but, and you know, in again, those cases, with a broker, we can you know be your claims advocate. In in those cases, because I I remember I was in a, a minor accident a, a long time ago, and they told me that I had to use up my uh, coverage that I had from my employer before getting to that. And I mean, I know personally, I I have sports injuries I have to deal with, and uh, but I then had to use that for uh, the result of a minor accident. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that the way it works? Even if you um, top up your coverage, it, it's you know it's one of the things by by purchasing the additional coverage that um, you know, it doesn't become first payer, uh, Libby. So you know it allows you to have some additional uh, room there. But okay, so just a minute, just to clarify. So if you have the standard coverage and you have uh, employer coverage, you have to use that up first. But if you buy the extra. You don't. Is that? Is, am yeah, I understanding you correctly? Your employer pays first, and then you've got your insurance company here to to top up on that uh, going forward. So, you know, that's certainly something that um, you know, this while you're you're purchasing the additional coverage, it's it's really for an injury coming out of uh, an automobile accident as opposed to your your um, your work plan that covers you for everything. And how much would that additional coverage approximately cost for that standard? Forty dollars to bring it up to a year to bring it up to uh, the hundred and thirty thousand dollars, which is the the maximum. So that uh, you know you're looking at three dollars and thirty three cents a month. Okay, all right, Michael. Uh, thank you very much for clarifying that. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Libby. And, and again, you know we really count on um, you know AM seven forty and and you know broadcasters like yourself to to make people aware of this. So thank you for for doing your part to educate consumers. It really helps. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a woman who has just written a book entitled, So You Think You're Covered, and it's about her struggle to claim accident benefits after a catastrophic accident. We will be right back with Jokely Vanderkop. We're going to be taking a short break right now.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about your car insurance and changes to your car insurance as of today. And we've just learned that uh, your coverage for catastrophic accidents is being lowered unless you top it up. But even with the current levels of coverage, there are horror stories involving accident victims trying to get benefits. In her updated book, Yokely Vanderkop is the author of the very provocatively titled So You Think You're Covered, The Insurance Industry Ripoff. Those, of course, are her words, and it details her 12-year insurance fight to get accident benefits after losing her career as a secondary school teacher. Uh, Yokely, what happens after an accident? Well, after an accident, uh, you have to go through a process of applying for benefits. So the moment this process starts, you are then sent to different insurer assessments. And these insurer assessments, uh, and that can be through uh, insurer-hired chiropractors, orthopedic surgeons, neuropsychologists, and so forth, physiotherapists, they determine whether your injuries are severe enough to warrant benefits. Uh, Tell us what happened to you. I was in a head-on collision as a passenger coming back from a a funeral visitation, and um, I ended up suffering. uh, It it was a head-on collision, a major storm, and I ended up in this accident suffering um, brain impairments. Uh, After a year and a half, it was determined that I had a chronic pain disorder because of damage that had been done to the chest. And uh, initially, my right arm hung and was completely useless. And what happened when you tried to get benefits? So when I first, in the very beginning, uh, I received my income replacement benefits, and they did pay for uh, some initial uh, chiropractor, physiotherapy, and so forth. But the moment they realized it was long-term, so insurance companies are fine if they think it's short-term, but when they realize that the damage is long-term and they could be on the hook, that's when the fight begins. So it was at this stage in the game, there was tremendous, after about three months, tremendous pressure to get me back to work when I wasn't actually well enough to go back to work. And my own treating physician was saying, you just can't go back. My principal and vice principal were saying, because I had actually gone back, they said, you're not functioning. So we need you to leave and come back when you're well. So the pressure at that stage when they realized the damages, uh, the injury was serious, was to, to go back in whatever capacity, whether it was in the library, whether it was at the school board and so forth. So I then uh, was put through various tests and I was denied. So it took from 1997, time of the accident, to January 2001, uh, to finally have it determined that my injuries were serious enough to warrant long-term Uh, income replacement and treatment. So I was received uh, back pay at that stage. And and it's about, you know, 51% of your salary. And I I fortunately had enhanced benefits because a standard policy only pays up to a maximum of $400 per week. And as of today, that's that's 70% uh, of your salary up to a maximum of $400. 
So I fortunately had enhanced benefits, so it paid at that time 80%, so $653. So the insurance company finally in January 2001 awarded me benefits. I was then going to mediation with the car insurer and my primary health carrier because they're the first, they're the first insurers. And uh, it was at this mediation, I walked in with a winning case and walked out without anything. And it was determined later in court that the auto insurance had already determined before the mediation that they were going to be cutting me off. So in, so effectively in 2001, January, I got benefits. December 2002, I was cut off. So that warranted another fight, which lasted until 2009. And so, and you, of course, had to go and get a lawyer and all of that. Yes. So I had to get a lawyer and... uh, And you had doctors saying that you were as impaired as you said you were. Yes. And And the insurance company acknowledged. They said, all the medical file, like, it's valid. It's good. We haven't been very proactive. Okay. Let's let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Dave in Hamilton. Hi, Dave. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm fine. What's your story, Dave? Um, my wife was in uh, an accident about 15 years ago. Yep. And we had uh, a trial by jury, I guess you would call it, and we got a substantial award. Right. And we were pretty happy. Then the lawyer says, "Well, you're not getting it." They put the they put the award in the wrong categories. So I'd like to know, have those categories changed in you know, the last 12 years or whatever. I, I, I'm not, you have to explain that. I'm not understanding what you mean. Okay, well, I mean, they may say your husband gets 100000 for uh, what he's gone through. Right. And I don't know the exact number, but it may be just, well, he's only allowed 10000 uh, is this a tort case? Is um, that- is- okay. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder if those categories have changed as well. You know, you're only allowed so many, you know, if you are in an accident and you get an award, well, you're only allowed this much for a leg, this much for your husband's pain and suffering, this much for your kids, this much for therapy. So there's a lot of little categories right? that there. There's maximums for right, and I was just wondering if any of those have changed as well. Well, they're yeah, they're they're changing as of today, and uh, the the main category that's changing is the catastrophic injury. So the maximum is being cut in half unless you elect to pay to top that category up. So you used to be eligible for up to two million dollars. Now it's one million. He's talking, yeah, he's talking and about for tort. the other ones, they've stayed the same. Nothing's uh, changed. Yokely has a, she has a, a thought here. I think you're talking about the tort, uh, a tort action, and which is outside of the benefit. So that's when you are suing your your insurer or your insurer if someone caused someone else caused the accident is sure the, yes, is suing the other insurer. So yes, there are categories there in terms of what it's worth. They say that the maximum for a brain injury is normally up to a hundred thousand. What's changed? And for limbs, and and no one is clear what those limits are. But what has changed is a deductible. 
And the deductible as of today is also has gone up to $36,000 and change on awards up to $100,000. And what is a big problem is that juries don't realize that um, these a deductible is in place. So oftentimes they say, hey, this guy's getting 50000 bucks. It sounds good to me. And they yeah. they are not told that they're you're you're, you're going to lose thirty six thousand now on that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. That's kind of what happened. And and the lawyer said, well, if you tell the jury what they can't award, it's kind of like you, you know you're you're putting the horse before the cart, and they're going to assume you're you're yeah. going to be a winner or something. So that's not always a good idea. No. To actually, tell the jury what awards they can give in certain categories or what the maximum amounts are. Well, Dave, what a big problem is that a lot of personal injury lawyers don't have court experience. So it's really important to get someone who has is a good litigator. A lot of them don't, so they try avoid going to court. They're settling for far less than what they should. People are often signing off because they're broke for far less than what they should, thinking they can fight that again, and they can't when it comes to tort. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so what's changed in terms of tort is the deductibles. That's gone up. But what also is in effect and what we're addressing today is the other benefits that people are covered under uh, the, new, the, the, the new policies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even know they had a deductible as well, you know, <laughs> in the court. I, like, I was totally blown away. But if I don't, well, you can get an award, but they have a deductible mm-hmm. and, a, and a pretty substantial one, like you said. And the award, the lawyer has to be paid out of the award. Usually what? Uh, and then the, the lawyer still gets paid and that may be a contingency fee. And contingency fees are often in the range of 25%, uh, could be more. And I've heard of lawyers who once once you've won will get a premium, will take a premium success fee. So, um, so it, it's very important with all these changes. Unfortunately, it's very important to find a good lawyer. And uh, it, it depends uh, whether uh, you think you'll be able to settle or whether you have to go to court. Yes. Uh, par- pardon? Whether you think you'll be able to settle or whether you think you're going to uh, go to court. Um, we are going to have to uh, switch gears in a moment. So, uh, Yokely, just... Uh, as a, uh, so thanks for your call, Dave in Hamilton. Yep, thank you very much. Okay. And okay. Uh, before we switch gears to uh, same-sex parents, uh, let's uh, have a, a wrap-up. Well, what is your advice to people in terms of the insurance and in terms of what can happen? Well, my advice is that they really people aren't informed. The public has no idea that they are going to be fighting for their benefits. They just assume that uh, when they that they're covered, and it's one thing to say that the coverage is reduced. The reality is it's getting them reduced or not, and most people are not getting them. The Auditor General in a 2011 report said that uh, acknowledged that nearly one out of two people are denied. So are we saying that one out of two is scamming because we are told by the Insurance Bureau of Canada, which spend, spends millions to tell us that we're all scamming, and what I'm referring to here, and we all know someone who's scamming, but what I'm referring to here is people who are seriously injured, who have had uh, lifestyle changes and have medical, valid medical reports backing up what is wrong with them. And they are fighting. And an average fight is, is eight years. And the industry knows that most will drop out. So an awful lot of money is spent denying you. 
as opposed to paying you benefits. Okay, Yokely Vanderkop, thank you so much. Once again, uh, Yokely's book is So You Think You're Covered, The Insurance Industry Ripoff, Her Words, Not Mine. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.